the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, it took him a while to get there, but he's there. Pete Buttigieg, the Transportation Secretary. Um, I bet he can't wait to get out of East Palestine, Ohio. And um, as you might expect, he's um, not alone. He has a press person traveling with him and security guards traveling with him. And it's a little bit of a dog and pony show. I don't know if he'll lend any calming effect to the situation in East Palestine, where residents are understandably concerned about the quality of their air, their water, both now and in the future, the value of their homes, on and on and on and on. Pretty clear to me that if it were left up to the transportation secretary, he wouldn't be there, but that he was likely ordered to be there by somebody above him in the administration. And when you're in the cabinet and the head of a whole department, there aren't many people above you. I mean, another cabinet person's not above you. They're even with you. So was it the president's chief of staff, the vice president, the president who ordered Pete Buttigieg to go? Don't know. Don't know. Unfortunate timing for the Biden administration. He shows up the day after President Trump, who was there yesterday. Here's a little bit of uh, 45's visit and his speech to the citizens of East Palestine. Come back if necessary. If they don't come back and give you the treatment that you need, We will be back. Uh, The Biden administration should ensure that every family has the option of moving and homes and everything else until this thing is straightened out. Now, it's interesting that on the day Trump visited East Palestine, the Democrats decided to level the blame for the train derailment on guess who? That's right. Donald Trump and congressional Republicans. And why wouldn't they? Everything is Trump's fault, so a train derailment two years after he left the Oval Office would obviously be his fault. Uh, What's the dots that they're connecting? What are the dots that they're connecting? Well, uh, Donald Trump, while in office, you know, he deregulated a lot of things, tried to make it easier for businesses to do business. When businesses do business, they hire people. When they hire people, they pay people. When they pay people, people have good jobs. They can pay their bills. The economy thrives growth increases, unemployment goes down. It's a good thing. And we saw that in advance of COVID. And COVID hit, and I still believe President Trump would be president if not for COVID, but that's the breaks. So how can this be Trump's fault? Well, here's a statement from a White House spokesperson Andrew Bates. I know. I don't know who Andrew Bates is either. I thought Corinne Jean-Pierre was the White House spokesperson. I've seen another one, Sabrina Singh. I know John Kirby. I never heard of Andrew Bates. Andrew Bates must be in the um, part of the press office or part of the spokespeople office that issues written lies rather than spoken lies. 
Here's the statement. Congressional Republicans and former Trump administration officials owe East Palestine an apology for selling them out to rail industry lobbyists when they dismantled Obama-Biden rail safety protections, as well as EPA powers to rapidly contain spills. That's the statement from one of the Biden administration's spokespeople. Now, I've seen this show up on my social media interactions with people. Ah, you're you're president, Donald Trump. He's the reason why. Now, this contention has something to do with the fact that Donald Trump got rid of an Obama-era policy that would have required certain kinds of braking systems on trains carrying highly flammable materials. Okay, there's one problem with this. Remember when Mike DeWine got up, what, a week ago and used the word absurd to note that the Norfolk Southern train, 11 cars of which derailed with toxic chemicals on them, that the state of Ohio was never notified that the train was carrying hazardous materials because the number of cars containing hazardous materials did not rise to the threshold where the train was labeled a train carrying hazardous materials. So the Obama-Biden brake safety protocols that President Trump got rid of in his across-the-board deregulation of many industries would not have applied to this train. Okay? Would not have applied to this train. Want to show me a train that they would have applied to that have derailed? Okay. Was that a luck of the draw? Yeah, it is luck of the draw. I get you. I totally agree with you. First of all, as they always do, the Democrats present a narrative. They assume, this is what they used to say in uh, L.A. law when I watched it as a kid. They assume facts not in evidence. Okay? What is the fact that they are assuming that is not in evidence? The fact that they are assuming that is not in evidence is that had this train been equipped with the braking system to end all train derailments, according to the Biden-Obama apologists, they assume that the train would not have derailed. We don't know that. You don't know that the train, you don't know that the brakes had anything to do with this train derailing. We're supposed to get the NTSB investigative report right about this hour. I expect it to come down anytime. If it does come down, I'll give you the details on it. But you can't assume that a braking failure caused the train to derail if that's not in evidence yet. And even if that is what the report says when it comes out momentarily, those regulations would not have applied to this train. Now, there is a certain honor in just owning mistakes. And there's no amount of cause of the train derailment, (laughs) nothing that caused this train to derail, nothing that caused the toxic chemicals to leak out, nothing concerning those two circumstances exonerates the Biden administration from sitting around paying zero attention to East Palestine until shamed into it by media coverage. See, they're trying to be found not guilty of ineptitude and not caring about people based upon something that caused the train to derail. The train can derail for any reason, for myriad reasons. 
and you can show up the next day. I fail to see. Maybe I'm not a good enough train derailment investigator. I fail to see how the cause of the derailment is the cause of you sitting around in Washington doing nothing. And in the case of Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, saying nothing, saying nothing. Remember, he was on. He got here's how you know that he was inept. He was called out for his disinterest, which is to say non-existent interest, lack of interest. By none other than Ilhan Omar. I mean, when Ilhan Omar cracks on you and you're a member of the Biden administration, you know that you are really, really, really screwing up because she screws up all the time. She's the queen of screw ups. Now, I said that the braking system would not have applied to this train. You don't have to take my word for it. Take the word of Jennifer Hamende who chairs the National Transportation Safety Board. She said, The brake rule would not have prevented the East Palestine derailment because it was proposed for, quote, high-hazard flammable trains carrying 20 or more loaded tank cars. The train that derailed did not meet that threshold. So, there you go. Own your mistakes. There's honor in owning your mistakes. There's honor in just saying, you know what, I'm late... Pete Buttigieg, if he had just said when he showed up today in East Palestine, I was late to the party. I'm sorry I was late to the party. I'll endeavor not to be late to the party again. That would have been honorable. The statement you just read, Mm -hmm. I'm just curious, do you have a time stamp on that in any way? Does it show what date that was presented to the media? Hmm. No, I assume assume it would have been in reaction to the Democrats coming out with, ah, the braking system. And then they go to the NTSB and say, okay, is it the braking system? And she's like, no, it wouldn't have applied to the train. Well, that's why I'm asking, because it seems to me like in the first few days after the train derailment, there was some official word that even though – the Trump administration made those changes, it wouldn't have applied to yeah. this train. I think I heard that. I don't have the yeah. documentation apply. in front of me to tell you a timeline, but yes. Yeah, did not apply. Sorry. Good try. Yeah. I mean, nice try. Do you think there's a department, a secret department down in the bowels of the White House? And on the door, if you get past the outer door that keeps you from seeing what's on the door, in case you just walk by, you open the outer door, you somehow and see, and right there it says, Blame Trump department. And inside, it's just a bunch of people sitting around a table, like brainstorming ideas. If something bad happens. Inflation is up. All right, how do we blame this on Trump? Oh, the Afghanistan withdrawal blew up. All right, uh, get to the people downstairs and have them blame this on Trump. Like, there's got to be a department where they try to connect the dots from disaster happens in 2023. How do we get this back to... 2021 January before can we get it to January 6th okay no we can't can we get it to anything related to Donald Trump if so a little something extra in your paycheck as promised the National Transportation Safety Board report on the train derailment in East Palestine Ohio um, has been issued. I'm on the NTSB site reading it. Uh, I'm not a train derailment investigative report expert, nor do I play one on the radio. I'll just read you uh, pieces and parts of it. Uh, I had it in my head that this thing happened, and it's a big surprise. Like, wait a second, we got a problem. Like, you know, 
If you run over a, a spike on the road, all of a sudden you know you have a flat tire, right? Uh, they were warned in advance, and it doesn't mean they w- they didn't heed the warnings. As Pam said the other day, it takes a, takes a long time to stop a train, right? That was a, one of the PSAs that they had recently, is the train just cannot stop whenever it wants to stop. So uh, forgive the rambling discourse if some ensues here, but I'm reading through the report uh, as I'm looking at it for the first time. Uh, they said the conditions were clear, so weather had nothing to do with it. 149 rail cars, one locomotive, 20, it says, hazardous materials tank cars transporting combustible liquids, flammable liquids, flammable gas, including vinyl chloride. Uh, the train was traveling at 47 miles per hour at the time of the derailment. That's cooking. That's that. I, that's what I've been waiting for. Yeah. As as a person who's interested in the story, because I'm downtown on a regular mm-hmm. basis, right by Nationwide Arena, there is a train that goes by mm-hmm. the Marconi Garage, mm-hmm. and it barely moves. Yeah. They fire off the – because there is pedestrian traffic in the area, they have to fire off the bells and whistles sure. and the, the gates come down and all that. And that moves very slowly, and I've wondered what's the law – on how fast these trains can travel through cities, towns, small villages. Well, there you go. go. 47 miles an hour. Are you kidding? Well, says which which was less than the maximum authorized speed of 50 miles an hour. So it was under the speed limit, but that seems really problematic to me in a village, in a town. In a small town, yes. And I was watching the coverage of Pete Buttigieg in uh, East Palestine this morning, and one of the reporters said, we've been here since yesterday, and we've counted. She said, I've never been in a town where more trains go through it than this one. She said, there must have been 50 trains go through here since yesterday. Mm-hmm. Well, that's two an hour. That's yes. crazy. Okay. So anyway, uh, they did get a warning that they had a problem. They said the train's equipped with a dynamic braking system. I don't know if that's the same kind of braking system that the Democrats say Obama instituted that Trump got rid of. Uh, they had a hot bearing detector, so they knew, they and they were in the process of trying to stop the train. Um, they said after the train stopped, well, it stopped because it derailed, the, cu- the crew observed fire and smoke and notified the dispatcher in Cleveland of a possible derailment. So, like, so 50 cars derail and you don't know it? That's crazy to me. I guess you can't tell. Uh with dispatcher authorization, the crew applied handbrakes to the two rail cars at the head of the train, uncoupled the head-end locomotives, and moved the locomotives about a mile from the uncoupled rail cars. Responders arrived at the derailment site and began response efforts. So there's nothing in here that jumps out at me as, you know, glaring, but I'm going to wait for the retelling of this because, look, I can, I'm a decent multitasker, but I can't, <laughs> I can't talk about things on a radio show in ways that you understand them and also be reading an NTSB report and trying to make sense of it. So I think it's just better if I wait like probably five minutes till Fox or somebody processes this information. What I can tell you is that the Ohio Senate, the Ohio Senate is going to hold hearings on this next week. Matt Huffman, the uh, Senate top dog, head of the Senate, says they're going to get the Ohio EPA And I'm sure they'll have a rail person there from Norfolk Southern. We want everyone to get the facts in a public way. Uh, Seems like a smart step to me. He said he wants to know if there's anything else they have to do, if there were laws that should have been observed that weren't or laws that need to be made that haven't been, and find out 
you know, what they can get of that. Here's two minutes. I'll probably stop it in the middle. But here's two minutes of Pete Buttigieg showing up in East Palestine today when he is, well, I will say it. He's accosted. (laughs) He is accosted by Turning Point USA reporter Savannah Hernandez. Mayor Pete, why did it take you an entire two and a half weeks to actually get here to respond to East Palestine? Will you apologize to the residents of this city for for the, the, the slow response to the government? All right. So I'm going to stop it there because I would have said, uh, Mayor Pete, do you wish you had come sooner? Do you have anything to say to the people of East Palestine? Yeah, she's not even giving him a yeah. chance to she's answer. A little editorialized. Yeah, All right, here we go. Exactly. Here's a little bit more from Savannah's report. Pete, by the way, just walks right by her, never pays any attention to her. Of course not. Into the building he goes with a right. couple of cops and bodyguards around him. All right, so then the press person says, I'm his press person, I can help you. And now she's got her hand out like... Oh, but don't film me. Listen, she really doesn't want to be on camera. She's the press person. Okay. Uh, Can can, can we ask why it took him almost three weeks to get here? I'm sorry. I don't want to do this on camera. What was his personal time? She's a high talker. I'm sorry. I don't want to be on camera. Then why are you a press person? person? Listen, this is a problem. She's got this frowny face going. Here we go. More. I'm off while there was a tragedy happening here. And can we also ask, too, why it, uh, you know, he waited until President Donald Trump came here to actually make an appearance. This is a very important question that people across America would like to know. I'm happy to have a conversation with you. I do not want to be on camera. Well, well, you are having a conversation with him, and you are, and you on, are camera, on camera, but I digress. Please put your cameras away. I'm sorry, we're on a public area, uh, so we She's are allowed at- Points to Savannah. She's right about that. You're in a public area. I can have my camera on. I don't need your permission. Press. I, you guys, I would like you guys to turn your cameras off. You're not on my happy. camera. Well, I'm on a con- camera. I would like your cameras to be off, and then I'm happy to talk to you guys. Well, if you're the press secretary of the secretary of the Department of Transportation, don't you think you should be able to ask questions from the American public that Absolutely. you serve? Absolutely. I would like to do it without the camera on. Please. Can I ask why? I think that is a little bit aggressive. Oh, why? Why? the camera being Because she on. doesn't want to be recorded. Yeah, she doesn't want to be recorded. No, I'm just like, I would just say, look, girlfriend, I'm going to record you. If you're afraid you're going to say something stupid, it's not going to save you not being on camera. I got your voice. So... You might as well just let the camera... Like, you're the only press person I've ever heard of in my life who asked cameras to be turned off because it's aggressive? Because it's aggressive. A reminder, ladies and gentlemen, this is the press person for the transportation secretary in the of cabinet... the United States! ...in the cabinet of the president who's going to... who promised us the most transparent administration ever. Thank you. Except for the fact that I don't want to be... I, the, pre- the, the the transportation secretary, don't want to answer your questions. I'm going to walk right by you and not stop and give a press conference here. And then I'm going to have my press person say you can't put her on camera either. Insulting behavior. Um, that's called condescension and arrogance and a few other things. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.